0: Book Two, Chapter Seven of Amelia, Volume One. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Amelia by Henry Fielding. Chapter Seven The Story of Booth Continued. More Surprising Adventures. From What Trifles dear miss matthews cried booth may some of our greatest distresses arise do you not perceive i am going to tell you we had neither pen ink nor paper in our present exigency a verbal message was now our only resource However, we contrived to deliver it in such terms that neither nurse nor her son could possibly conceive any suspicion from it of the present situation of our affairs. Indeed, Amelia whispered to me I might safely place any degree of confidence in the lad, for he had been her foster-brother, and she had a great opinion of his integrity he was in truth a boy of very good natural parts and dr harrison who had received him into his family at amelia's recommendation had bred him up to write and read very well and had taken some pains to infuse into him the principle of honesty and religion he was not, indeed, even now, discharged from the doctor's service, but had been at home with his mother for some time on account of the smallpox, from which he was lately recovered. I have said so much, continued Booth, of the boy's character that you may not be surprised at some stories which I shall tell you of him hereafter. I am going now, madam, to relate to you one of those strange accidents which are produced by such a train of circumstances that mere chance hath been thought incapable of bringing them together and which have therefore given birth in superstitious minds to fortune and to several other imaginary beings we were now impatiently expecting the arrival of the doctor Our messenger had been gone much more than a sufficient time, which to us, you may be assured, appeared not at all shorter than it was, when nurse, who had gone out of doors on some errand, came running hastily to us, crying out, Oh, my dear young madam, her ladyship's coach is just at the door. Amelia turned pale as death at these words. Indeed, I feared she would have fainted, if I could be said to fear— who had scarce any of my senses left, and was in a condition little better than my angels. While we were both in this dreadful situation, Amelia fallen back in her chair with the countenance in which ghosts are painted, myself at her feet, with a complexion of no very different color, and nurse screaming out and throwing water in Amelia's face, Mrs. Harris entered the room at the sight of this scene she threw herself likewise into a chair and called immediately for a glass of water which miss betty her daughter supplied her with for as to nurse nothing was capable of making any impression on her whilst she apprehended her young mistress to be in danger the doctor had now entered the room and coming immediately up to Amelia, after some expressions of surprise he took her by the hand called her his little sugar-plum and assured her there were none but friends present he then led her tottering across the room to mrs harris amelia then fell upon her knees before her mother but the doctor caught her up saying use that posture child only to the almighty but i need not mention this singularity of his to you who know him so well and must have heard him often dispute against addressing ourselves to man in the humblest posture which we use towards the supreme being. I will tire you with no more particulars. We were soon satisfied that the doctor had reconciled us and our affairs to Mrs. Harris, and we now proceeded directly to church, the doctor having before provided a license for us. But where is the strange accident?" cries Miss Matthews, sure you have raised more curiosity than you have satisfied. Indeed, madam, answered he, your reproof is just. I had like to have forgotten it, but you cannot wonder at me when you reflect on that interesting part of my story which I am now relating. But before I mention this accident, I must tell you what happened after Amelia's escape from her mother's house." Mrs. Harris at first ran out into the lane among her servants, and pursued us, so she imagined, along the road leading to the town. But that being very dirty and a violent storm of rain coming, she took shelter in an ale-house about half a mile from her own house whither she sent for her coach. She then drove, together with her daughter, to town where, soon after her arrival, she sent for the doctor, her usual privy counsellor in all her affairs. They sat up all night together, the doctor endeavouring by arguments and persuasions, to bring Mrs. Harris to reason. But all to no purpose, though, as he hath informed me, Miss Betty seconded him with the warmest entreaties. Here Miss Matthews laughed, of which Booth begged to know the reason she at last after many apologies said it was the first good thing she ever heard of miss betty nay said she and asking your pardon for my opinion of your sister since you will have it i always conceived her to be the deepest of hypocrites booth fetched a sigh and said he was afraid she had not always acted so kindly and then after a little hesitation proceeded you will be pleased madam to remember the lad was sent with a verbal message to the doctor which message was no more than to acquaint him where we were and to desire the favour of his company or that he would send a coach to bring us to whatever place he would please to meet us at this message was to be delivered to the doctor himself and the messenger was ordered if he found him not at home to go to him wherever he was he fulfilled his orders and told it to the doctor in the presence of mrs harris oh the idiot cries miss matthews not at all answered booth he is a very sensible fellow as you will perhaps say hereafter he had not the least reason to suspect that any secrecy was necessary for we took the utmost care he should not suspect it well madam this accident which appeared so unfortunate turned in the highest degree to our advantage. Mrs. Harris no sooner heard the message delivered than she fell into the most violent passion imaginable, and accused the doctor of being in the plot, and of having confederated with me in the design of carrying off her daughter. The doctor, who had hitherto used only soothing methods, now talked in a different strain. He confessed the accusation and justified his conduct he said he was no meddler in the family affairs of others nor should he have concerned himself with hers but at her own request but that since mrs harris herself had made him an agent in this matter he would take care to acquit himself with honour and above all things to preserve a young lady for whom he had the highest esteem for she is cries he and by heavens he said true the most worthy generous and noble of all human beings you have yourself madam said he consented to the match i have at your request made the match and then he added some particulars relating to his opinion of me which my modesty forbids me to repeat nay but cries miss matthews i insist on your conquest of that modesty for once we women do not love to hear one another's praises, and I will be made amends by hearing the praises of a man, and of a man whom, perhaps, added she with a leer, I shall not think much the better of upon that account. In obedience to your commands, then, madam, continued he, the doctor was so kind to say he had inquired into my character, and found that I had been a dutiful son and an affectionate brother." Relations, said he, in which whoever discharge his duty, well, gives us a well-grounded hope that he will behave as properly in all the rest. He concluded with saying that Amelia's happiness, her heart, nay, her very reputation, were all concerned in this matter, to which, as he had been made instrumental, he was resolved to carry her through it and then taking the licence from his pocket declared to mrs harris that he would go that instant and marry her daughter wherever he found her this speech the doctor's voice his look and his behaviour all which are sufficiently calculated to inspire awe and even terror when he pleases "'Frightened poor Mrs. Harris, and wrought a more sensible effect than it was in his power to produce by all his arguments and entreaties, and I have already related what followed. Thus the strange accident of our wanting pen, ink, and paper, and our not trusting the boy with our secret, occasioned the discovery to Mrs. Harris.' that discovery put the doctor upon his mettle, and produced that blessed event which I have recounted to you, and which, as my mother hath since confessed, nothing but the spirit which he had exerted after the discovery could have brought about. Well, madam, you now see me married to Amelia, in which situation you will perhaps think my happiness incapable of addition, perhaps it was so and yet i can with truth say that the love which i then bore amelia was not comparable to what i bear her now happy amelia cried miss matthews if all men were like you all women would be blessed nay the whole world would be so in a great measure for upon my soul i believe that from the damned inconstancy of your sex to ours proceeds half the miseries of mankind That we may give the reader leisure to consider well the foregoing sentiment, we will here put an end to this chapter. End of book two, chapter seven.